everybody and welcome to the third episode of our journey to the NFL Draft 2023. I'm your host, good old JR from Las Vegas, Nevada. We have an interesting one today, folks. It is the Arizona Cardinals now on the clock. They are picking at number three. And boy, let me tell you, when I say there is no short of drama with this team, I would be lying. Everything you would think of, anything that could have gone wrong to Arizona went completely wrong with Arizona. And this is just before the season started. DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended six games prior, you know, to the season. The Kyler Murray contract situation. Coaches fighting in Mexico. Prior to the Monday Night Football matchup against the 49ers. Everything that could have happened to this team, every drama, every aspect of this team could have happened, would have happened, did happen. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. It's just so shocking to me. About a year ago, the Arizona Cardinals were 8-1 and one, halfway through the season. They faltered, lost in the wild card, and now they're in this situation. Arizona, to me, was at a point where they should have, they should have, been a good team they should have been a team competing for divisions but now we're let's call it what it is arizona fans it's a rebuild and you're not even sure the guy who's the most important position most important player at the most important position is probably your future we don't know we don't know but let's get this started arizona four and 13 not a good not a good start It was not a great ending to the Cliff Kingsbury era. 21st on offense, 31st on defense. Colin Murray leading his team in passing. 2,300 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, along with 418 rushing yards and 3 touchdowns. Only played in 11 games due to injury. James Conner, 782 rushing yards, 7 touchdowns, 46 receptions, 300 yards, and 1 touchdown. Now, remember when I told you that DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for six games did not matter in the games that he did play he led the team in receiving in every receiving category 717 yards and three touchdowns and he was suspended for six games if you've been following me on the journey what's the one thing i always say if one of your defense backs leading the league leading the team and tackles you're gonna have a bad day you're going to have a bad time. Chicago was the worst defense, but but Arizona was right second next to him. 31st overall, Buda Baker leading the team with 111 tackles with two interceptions. Marco Wilson, three interceptions, one of them for a pick six. And J.J. Watt, the legend, J.J. Watt, anna- finally announcing his retirement, finishing the year with 12 and a half sacks, I think he could have gone a little bit longer, but only he knows his body. And I wish JJ all the best in his retirement and a kudos to him for what he did. Now, this team, this team, nothing short of drama with this team. It was all from the get-go. Starting with DeAndre Hopkins being suspended six games. And you know, 
I really can't fault him for it. I really can't because, you know, he's only, this is his first time ever dealing with this issue. So I, a mistake is a mistake, but I'm pretty sure he learned his lesson and he still put up great numbers. He's, if he would have played a whole season, he probably would have put up way bigger numbers, probably almost double than what he has right now. Here's the thing that got me though. This is the thing that got me with everything. They were the team that were on Hard Knocks during the uh, season. You know, how they started the new show for Hard Knocks uh, in season. Arizona was that team. And man, let me tell you guys something. Let's start with the coaching staff. You know, the running backs coach. They got into a fight in Mexico prior to the game. That tells you all you need to know about how the direction of the team was going that year. And then you had the Kyler Murray contract situation. Now, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had two choices. Baseball, football, when he was coming out of college. I think in baseball, he would have been a shortstop. Here in the NFL, you got you to be, he's a quarterback. Here's the problem where I have I'm starting to get the vibes of Kyler Murray being the next Michael Vick. You know, because I remember a few years ago, I remember when Michael Vick, um, you know, he did an interview and he said something along the lines of, if I would have applied myself, if I would have studied more and not rush out of the team building and actually put in the effort to be a quarterback in the NFL, he would have been great. And I agree. Prior, because, you know, Michael Vick athleticism... In the early 2000s, was off the change. He's the greatest Madden character of all time. Everybody played it with him. And, you know, he was like a human cheat code. You know, you had to put certain rules within the game of Madden and what you could do with Vic or not. And, you know, he was just that damn good. Kyler Murray can be that. I'm When Kyler Murray went healthy and when he was on top of his game, Kyler Murray can be a great quarterback in this league. My only concern is is how bad does he want it? You know, this is getting this is getting to the point of Jamarcus Russell to where everybody knows the story. John DeFilippo, the quarterback coach of the Oakland Raiders at that time, gave Jamarcus Russell Jamarcus Russell blank CDs and told him, Hey, go home, study the film, and tell me what you think in the morning. Next morning he comes in. Tells the quarterback coach, hey, we're good. Let's run all of them. And then he tells certain members that, hey, we're in trouble because the DVDs I gave him were blank. And he didn't he didn't watch them or else he would have told me that they were blank. Why you have to put a stipulation of study time in his contract? I shouldn't have to tell you how important it is to study film. Now, in retrospective, you can see it from the other coin. I've seen some players that are just so, that do watch film, and they're amazing. And I know there's some quarterbacks that probably watch too much film, and they stunk. The problem with Arizona, I think Arizona sees what I see, and a lot of fans see what I see. Kyler Murray has an opportunity to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If he were just to apply himself, if he were just to study a little bit more, if he were just to be a little bit more 
into sessions, team meetings, all that stuff, you know? I truly believe Kyler Murray can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league if he were to apply himself. And the problem is, there's people out there saying, well, yeah, I'm sure he regrets taking baseball. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know his life. But he still had to play one of the hardest. There was no easy position <clears throat> in whatever he wanted to do. He was either going to play shortstop for the Oakland Athletics or he was going to be quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Those are two positions that are so difficult to play, respectively, in each of their own leagues. Shortstop and quarterback. Two of the hardest positions that you could think of, arguably, in any sports. You know, it's, it's on their league, respectively. So I don't know where Kyler Murray goes from here. You're losing DeAndre. James Conner's getting up there in age. You're losing defensive players. Arizona's in a pickle, folks. It's rebuild time. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Not only did Cliff Kingsbury mutually agreed to walk away. Steve Wilkes, the former general manager of Arizona, stepped down as well. So this is a whole new regime for Arizona. And on top of this, on top of this, let me tell you how worse it gets for Arizona. This was the final punch to the face for their 2022 season. Their own players, their own players, one player in particular said Kyler Murray is so bad. Uh, he he wrote on his social media that he sucks. His own teammate wrote that he sucks. And Arizona re-signed him. Kelvin Beecham, the offensive tackle last year. He went on his social media to say he sucks. And they still re-signed him. Yeah, that's going to be great. The guy who's your left tackle, blindside protector, thinks you're terrible. And also, the players voted. Your own players voted the Arizona Cardinals facility to be the worst facility in the whole league. Where you have to pay for your own food. Now, to me and you, it's kind of a kind of ironic that these players who are making millions, who are making you know money that we will probably never see in our lives, complaining that they have to pay for their own food. But imagine this. Imagine you're at your own workspace. And you get charged every time you have to use the company microwave to heat up your lunch. That would suck. That's why when Byron Murphy left and he went to Minnesota, the first thing they asked him, hey, what did you think of the facility? He goes, oh, man, I can't believe Minnesota has an all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) There has to be a change of direction, a change of sense of direction for this Arizona team. Or else it's going to be very bad for them. So they brought in the new head coach, a new general manager. The new general manager, Moti Austinford, the player personnel for the Tennessee Titans, is now going to try to be the general manager uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. And he has a great start. Number three, it's a rebuild, so why not? And then also you bring in the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, to be your new um, head coach. And like I mentioned, if there's a person that could fix the defense, it's Jonathan Gannon. He built a pretty good defense for 
Philadelphia those years, you know, and that's a kudos to his work on what they were able to bring. How much trust does he have in Colin Murray? I don't know. That's something that's going to have to be built upon. That's the first thing they're going to have to build is trust, is how much trust does Jonathan Gannon have in Colin Murray to put in the time to lead his team and how much faith does Colin Murray have in Jonathan Good or Jonathan Gannon to be the next head coach of Arizona? The reason you brought in Cleef Kingsbury was to make sure that Kyler Murray can succeed under his system and it failed miserably. Well, if you only brought him in for that reason, is Jonathan Gannon even committed to Kyler Murray? Yes, the contract says he has to be, but I don't know. I've seen weirder stuff happen in the league. I don't know. That's gonna, Like I said, it's going to be interesting to find out how it all works. Now, Arizona, on the good hand, I did mention Kelvin Beecham. They did resign Will Hernandez. Matt Prater's coming back. Corey Clement, Greg Dorch, they're com- you know, they're going to be joining. Hijati Forho, the former offensive lineman for the Browns, he's going to be a nice depth piece. Now, defensively, I mentioned that they were 31st, but I think they're just going to work from the bottom up again because all they did so far, Kazir White, Ezekiel Turner. Now, Kazir White, he was with the Eagles. He's going to be fine knowing the system what Jonathan's trying to run. Ezekiel Turner, we'll see how this works out. Overall, for the Arizona Cardinals, it's rebuild time. From top to bottom. Wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, offensive linemen, defense. Jonathan Gannon has his work cut out for him. Multi Austinford has his work cut out for him. The new general manager. And they got a prime spot. They got the number three spot. Me personally, with so many holes, I would not be surprised if Arizona, if this is the team that does the first major trade, you know, prior to, you know, Carolina going from nine to one, because we all knew Carolina needed a quarterback, but they weren't going to get it at nine. So they had to do the trade. So they were just the team willing to pay the price. Arizona's that team where I could potentially see because they have so many holes that they can trade back. Get a buttload of picks. Maybe get a veteran player in there. Like Chicago did. And try to fill up as many holes as you can. Because defensively, offensively, this team is not going to go very far next year. If they don't fix this right away. And they're in a tough spot. The Rams, we don't know if they'll be back. The Seahawks might have finally found some rhythm here. And the Seahawks have actually had a good free agency class so far. And the 49ers are the 49ers. Their defense is going to be attacked. Their offense is still intact. They just got to figure out the quarterback situation. But that's a tough task. Overall, Arizona has a tough task of trying to rebuild this team and trying to see how they can make this work. So it's going to be interesting. And like I said, at three, it is a prime spot, folks. It is a prime spot for this team. Whether they take the best player available or they trade back and get a nice haul. Now, in our mock drafts, we could not trade back because, you know, I'm not a fortune teller. I can only do, you know, I can only go from one to 31. It is what it is. So I think after everything is said and done, I think Jonathan Gannon has a big task ahead of him. It's just how does he want to fix it?
So without further ado, it is now time to make my prediction. So with the number three pick in this year's draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher, Alabama. This kid is an amazing talent. This kid is an amazing find. I think you sit pretty at three. If you were to sit pretty at three, you really can't be mad for taking Will Anderson at three. This guy, a lot of people last year were saying that he should have been up there with Aiden Hutchinson uh, for Heisman votes and everything. And I agree. Will Anderson was just as good as Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe even better in some cases. Will Anderson, man. They don't, you know, they don't make him. You know, they don't grow edge rushers like this out of trees. 6'4, 243 pounds, a national champion, Lombardi Award winner, two time Bronco Nagorski Award winner, Chuck Bednarik Award winner, the La Trophy, two time SEC Defensive Player of the Year, two time Unanimous All American, second team All SEC, two time first team All ACC. And Cotton Ball MVP of 2021. There's nothing more you can say about him. Power, he's got it. Speed, he's got it. Agility, got it. This is a great replacement for losing Zach Allen. You lost Zach Allen, which is going to hurt Arizona. Because I think Zach Allen and Will Anderson, along with Isaiah uh, Simmons and Zayvon Collins, would have been a great duo in there. It would have been great for the front seven. But you lose Zach Allen, J.J. Watt retires, so now you got to start from scratch again. What better way to start from scratch than getting the best pass rusher in this draft class? Will Anderson. He could play defensive end. He could play linebacker. His pass coverage is, you know... It's not bad. It's not the worst. But it's not bad. He can drop in coverage. He can stop the run. Overall, you're getting the best defensive player in this draft class. I don't see why you fail on this one. I do not see why you do not take this man. Will Anderson coming off the edge would be amazing for Arizona. Especially for teams... Like the Rams, like Seattle, like the 49ers, who like to, where it's a run heavy offense. And you got to get a run stuffer. You got to get those, you got to get those linebackers that can mess up those plays, those jet sweeps. You know, those fake handoffs to wide receivers, those screens, get a guy that's able to rush there. Will Anderson can do all that. 51 tackles, one pass deflection, 10 sacks. One intercept, his lone interception went for 25 yards and it was a pick six. He would be the first step in the right direction for Arizona. He would immediately make this defensive unit better. Better than it was last year. You can only go up. The only way that could happen now is if you finish 32, but you're not. They wouldn't. They would either finish 31 or a little bit better. It's a work in progress, but it's a right step in the right direction. 
you have to think what is best for this team. The best for me is trading back. But if you can't, you got to take the best player available. That's Will Anderson. And I think he would he would do perfect wonders. Jonathan Gannon would do wonders for this guy. So that would be my pick. Originally, I would want them to trade down. Me personally, I would want them to trade down. That would risk losing Will Anderson. Maybe not. But you get some picks and you fill some holes. But if you were to stay at three, Will Anderson's the guy. So there it is. So that's my selection. That's my selection. I want to thank everybody that did that is going to tune in later on today, that is tuning in right now live. Thank you all so much for the wonderful support. This podcast episode will be posted up later on today. You can catch it on all podcast of forms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. It'll be uploaded later on today. Next up, next episode, we have the Indianapolis Colts now on the clock. The Colts are picking fourth, ladies and gentlemen. I do not know where the Colts are going here. Just like the Arizona Cardinals. And just like how we mentioned on the Texans episode, the AFC South, it is in shambles. But it is interesting to see where Indianapolis does go from here, especially with the way that they've tried to work this team. So it's going to be interesting. I cannot wait for this Colts episode because it is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I will say this, though. I think Jim Irsay did play his hand a little too early, and now we all have to see what it's going to be. But that would be later on. Until then, y'all take care of yourself, be safe, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Next up, Indianapolis. Let's go.